today as we gather for worship today. If I haven't mentioned, my name is Pete Moon, lead pastor here. We welcome all of you. Uh, Stephen Coleman will be preaching for us today, continuing our sermon series entitled Making Room uh, for Jesus. We want to also welcome all of those who are participating in worship with us by live stream. We are glad that you are here, whether you're here live or later on in the week. Uh, you are a part of our worship here today. Well, friends, I got to tell you, uh, there is a whole lot happening, and you can look see some of that in the bulletin. But I want to highlight just a few of those things. First of all, uh, we invite you to come on back at 4 o'clock this afternoon. We are going to have our annual Chris, All Ages Christmas concert, and it is going to be awesome. And I know it's going to be raining, and I know you're going to be there in the rain, and the football games are going to be on. Go ahead and come on back to church. Uh, we are going to have a great concert, and you will be so glad you came once you hear the incredible music that is in store for you here uh, this afternoon. We also want to remind you of next Sunday, uh, we're going to have our service of remembrance. That is at 4 o'clock. And, uh, you know, Christmas time, for those of us who have gone through a loss and those who are in this uh, place of grief, Christmas has a way of bringing those pain points to the surface. And we'd like to invite you to come and join us in that service, uh, if that's the case for you. Uh, it's at 4 o'clock next Sunday, and we'd love to have you there. Also, don't forget all of our Christmas Eve schedule. We're going to have four services on Christmas Eve, 3.30, 5.30, 7.30, and 11. And we'll have no services on Sunday morning of Christmas Eve. Finally, uh, you know, every time we've come to church, you have seen in our parking lot over here, all of the Habitat uh, items are here. Those are going to be going away this week because we're going to be beginning work on the site uh, of the actual house. So if you would like to participate in that, we need folks to sign up. You can sign up on our website here today. Once again, we are glad that all of you are here as we gather for worship. The Lord be with you.
Our souls magnify the Lord, and our spirits rejoice in God, our Savior. The Lord shows strength in his arm. The mighty one scatters the crowd, brings down the powerful from their thrones, and lifts up the lowly. In remembrance for all the great things God has done, we light this candle as a symbol of joy. Nothing is impossible with God. Let us worship the Lord by standing together and singing hymn number 213, Lift Up Your Heads, Ye Mighty Gates. I'd like to invite you to join me in our prayer of common confession. Holy God, you promised to do great things for us, yet we do not trust you. You extend your mercy to us, yet we do not trust you. You lift up the humble, you fill the hungry with good things, and yet we still do not trust you. Forgive us and help us to trust in the promises you have given us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.
Friends, hear the good news. Our God is capable of doing great things, and the greatest thing being that his son Jesus Christ died on the cross for us so that we may have everlasting life and that we may be redeemed. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. As people redeemed by Christ's blood, I invite you all to exchange signs of peace with one another. forward. Um, and I would also like to introduce myself to all of our guests and friends. My name is Karen Rios. I'm the Director of Children's Ministries at Reveille. For those of you who are joining us online, please feel free to move forward and closer to your screen because this time is for you as well. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I think we are in for an amazing treat this afternoon. This is one of the songs that they're going to be singing. And you know, um, you guys sounded great. 
I'm sorry, I had to take a little moment and tell you. You guys sound amazing. You know, it's so wonderful that you are singing today because you kind of set up what Pastor Stephen is going to talk about. He's talking about Mary's song today. And I know that some of you have your favorite Christmas carols. Would somebody like to tell me a favorite Christmas carol? Okay, Annabelle? Carol of the Bells. I think I heard this before. Wren? Rocking around the Christmas tree. This is almost like a repeat of our earlier service. That was somebody else's favorite. Leah? Joy to the world. Cora? Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer, of course. Of course. I'm going to take one more. Elizabeth? Oh, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. I'll take one more. Russell? Jingle bells. All righty. Well, I know that. Yes, okay. What? Santa. Oh, and Santa. That's just it, Santa. All righty. Well, you know, it's really, really neat that um, this is kind of like a God incident today because all of these songs sprung from hearts of joy and we sing when we're happy, right? And okay, fine, we sing when we're sad too. But we sing when we're happy. And so Mary, when she went to go visit Elizabeth, she was so happy. She had just been told that she was going to have baby Jesus. And she was like, why would you choose me? I mean, she was young. She was really young, like 14 years old. She lived in a place that nobody really knew about, Nazareth. And so the fact that God had actually chosen her to be the mother of his son was pretty amazing. And so you guys are going to get to sing all of these songs which tell of that, and they're going to come from your hearts of joy and happiness. Let's go on and pray, and then I'm going to set this up, all right? We're going to pray, and then you're going to stay seated while our elementary ringers move, all right? And I'm going to join you. So let's pray. Heavenly Father... Thank you for this day. Thank you for the gift of song. And for the gift of Mary. We pray that we would enjoy this true holiday season with song. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So you guys stay seated. And, sorry.
Please join me in praying the prayer for illumination. O God, as your Holy Spirit spoke to Mary, the mother of our Lord, speak to us now through your word, that by hearing we too may receive faith and be strengthened to do your will. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Today's first scripture reading is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 61, verses 1 through 4 and 8 through 11. This may be found on page 603 of your Pew Bible. The prophet offers words that Jesus will later use in announcing his mission as the Savior. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to be the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. They will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord to display his glory. They shall build upon the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. I will faithfully give them their recompense, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants shall be known among the nations and their offspring among the peoples. All who will see them shall acknowledge that they are a people whom the Lord has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole being shall exult in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decks himself with a garland and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels." For as the earth brings forth its shoots, and as a garden causes what is sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Our second lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, starting on verse 46. I invite you to join with me now as we read together and listen together to the Word of God. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy 
according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. This is the Word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come be with us and among us. Come as the fire and burn. Come as the wind to refresh and renew. Convict, convert, and consecrate for our great good and for your greater glory. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. You may have noticed that we lit the pink candle this morning on the Advent wreath. Today we are celebrating the third Sunday of Advent, which is also known as Gaudete Sunday. Gaudete is a Latin word that means rejoice, and the pink candle symbolizes joy. And the third Sunday of Advent encourages us to wait for the coming of Christ with joy. So I ask you, do you feel joyful this morning? Are you filled with holiday cheer? Not too long ago, I noticed an article that had ranked the top Christmas songs that were guaranteed to put someone in the holiday spirit. Can you take a guess what that number one song is? It is All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Nat King Cole's The Christmas Song, Bing Crosby's White Christmas, Wham's Last Christmas were also on that list. Now, I'm not sure who ranked these songs or if hymns even qualified to be on the list, but I do know that music is a big part of the holiday season. I read a devotion recently in the Upper Room Discipline's daily devotional book, and it tells a story about a nurse named Mary Ann who was working in a large hospital on Christmas Eve. And it was mostly quiet on her floor except for a few moans and groans from some of the patients. But near midnight, Mary Ann suddenly heard the sound of someone singing, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. And she soon discovered that the singing was from a little boy on her floor that was suffering from leukemia. His weakened voice somehow managed to drift down the halls until many of the other patients were also singing, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. And their singing managed to transform a place of suffering into a place of joy, the power of music. Perhaps the movie Elf does get it right when it proclaims the best way to spread holiday cheer is to sing out loud for all to hear. 
there is power in music. It can uplift the spirits of those who are suffering. It can connect with dementia patients when few other things do. And it can brighten the holidays, fill us with the holiday spirits. Today in our scripture passage from the Gospel of Luke, we hear a Christmas song. The song of Mary, known as the Magnificat. It is not a song I think that most people would rank as a top Christmas song, but it is part of the story of Mary, part of the Christmas story. And it does tell us something about God, something about this baby that is coming at Christmas. So let's turn to our story and see what this song tells us today. The song is Mary's song, and Mary is an intriguing person. There are lots of stories about her, many of which may or may not be true. There is a story, for instance, that Mary did not die, that she just ascended into heaven like Jesus did. And Mary has been given a lot of names, Mother of God, Immaculate Mother, Blessed Virgin Mary, God-bearer, Ever-Virgin, All-Holy. She is portrayed often wearing the color blue, a color attributed to an empress. And some think of Mary as being the model Christian believer, the unblemished representative of the church. There is a lot to admire about her, and perhaps she should be honored more in the Protestant church. Now, what we do know is that she comes from the town of Nazareth, And Nazareth was a small, insignificant town in Galilee at that time. Not a place with the best schools, the best jobs, or the fancy homes. Others describe it almost like a bump in the road. In fact, one of the disciples of Jesus will later comment, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And when the angel comes to Mary and speaks to her about being the mother of God, we also know that she is engaged but not yet married. She is most likely a teenager, 13 or 14 years old. So what we have here is a young, poor, lowly woman, a nobody from nowhere, who has chosen to bear the Son of God, called to do something glorious and extraordinary. And in response to the angel's request, Mary speaks some of the most beautiful words in all of Scripture. Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. After the angel's visit, Mary then sets off to visit her relative Elizabeth, who is six months pregnant as well, with a son, a son who will be John the Baptist. And as these two relatives meet, one old and the other young, they do not speak in the words of Barbara Brown Taylor about pregnancies, about appetites, mood swings, backaches, or swelling feet. 
Instead, Elizabeth blesses Mary, and Elizabeth's baby leaps with joy upon Mary's arrival, and then Mary breaks out into her song. Here again, some of the words that she sings. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in my Savior. He has shown strength in his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. Does this song fill you with the Christmas spirit? How does it make you feel? Mary sings some powerful, extraordinary words. She is describing the kingdom of God and how this kingdom of God is sort of upside down. She is talking about the ministry of Jesus, which is also rather topsy-turvy. The lowly are lifted up, the hungry are fed, the meek inherit the earth, the dead rise, the stranger is welcome, the lost are found. It is all not what you might expect. And if you really pay attention to Mary's words, you will notice that she speaks in the past tense. Mary is so confident and certain so faithful and trusting in what will happen that she sings as if it has already happened. But we know that the kingdom of God has not fully been realized yet. This may be the Sunday of joy, but we also recognize that there is still sadness and war, hunger, loneliness, sickness all around us. None of these things take a holiday, and this is not always the most wonderful time of the year for everyone. But the good news that we hear today is that we who are afflicted, discouraged, lost, humbled, the battle is not over, for Christ is coming. And Christ is coming for us. The preacher James Howe tells the story of driving to inner city Charlotte between Christmas Eve services in his church one year to see if anything might happen, if he might notice something. And he parked, and immediately a city bus stopped where he was standing. And as an an older woman, looking utterly exhausted, got off with a battered rolling suitcase. She sighed and looked at him. And James Howe said to her, Merry Christmas. And she moaned a little bit, and then she uttered, Not for me. And then he replied, Well, tell me about it. She squinted, looked him over, dressed as he was in his dress shirt, his wool slacks, and his very Caucasian complexion, and said, you don't look like the kind of fella who would understand. James Howe did not give up and said to her again, well, try me. And then James Howe goes on to say that Jesus comes 
for this woman and for all of her kin, looking very much like someone who does understand. One of my favorite Christmas songs is Light of the World by Lauren Diego. And in this song, she says it like this, He is the song of the suffering. He is Messiah, the Prince of Peace, has come. For all who wait, for all who hunger, for all who've prayed, for all who wonder, behold your King, behold Messiah, Emmanuel, Emmanuel. Our sermon series during Advent is Making Room for Jesus. And when Mary makes room for Jesus in all ways that can be possible, her life changes. For being an unwed pregnant woman who seems to have betrayed her fiancé, her life is in danger. And the life of her child will also pierce her own heart. But Mary trusts that God is with her and for her, no matter what happens, and thus she is able to sing. And when we, when we make room for Jesus, when we open ourselves to the fact that this baby comforts the afflicted, afflicts the comfortable, calls us to serve rather than to be served, to forgive our offenders and love our enemies, then we too will also be changed. Several years ago, I watched a movie called I Can Only Imagine, the story behind the song of the same name by the band Mercy Me. It is a movie based on the true story of Bart Millard, the singer in the band who grew up with a difficult childhood. His father abused him physically and discouraged him from chasing his dreams. But after Bart leaves home, his father begins to listen to him sing at church on the radio. And then he would listen some more to what else was said at church. And it was Bart's singing and the words from church that saved Bart's father, for he opens himself to Jesus and slowly changes into someone who is desperately in love with Jesus. He is lost, but now he is found. He becomes an encourager instead of a discourager for his son. He finds forgiveness for his sins. And Bart says, my dad was a monster. That was the only way to describe him. And I saw God transform him from the man I hated to the man I wanted to become into my best friend. And if God could change a man like him, then God can change anyone. For us who are lost, who are hungry, discouraged, afflicted, poor, rich, something different, Something greater, something more powerful is coming, coming to give us life. Advent is an opportunity for us to become new women and new men. Behold your King. Behold, our Messiah is coming. Mary's song and her story proclaim it.
And now, let us sing Mary's song, that it may fill our spirits and give us life as only music can. Our next hymn is number 198, My Soul Gives Glory to My God. I invite you to stand in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. response to the word read and proclaim, let us now affirm our faith. I invite you to turn in the back of your hymnal to our affirmation of faith number 881. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
You may be seated. Let us pray. Lord God, we give you thanks for this day. We give you thanks on this rainy gray day that we can come into this place and we lift up our voices in praise. We can lift up our voices in joy, as did your servant Mary so long ago. We have been so bold today, O Lord, as to light the candle of joy. And we do so following the example of your servant Mary. It is our prayer this day that you would enable each and every one of us to be stewards, to be vessels of this joy of which she sang and of which we speak. Lord, we look into our world today, and there are so many places where there seems so little joy. And we pray for those places. We pray for the peace of the Middle East. We pray for peace in Ukraine. We pray that your hand would be upon each and every one of these places that your grace would abound in places where it seems so scarce. And Lord, we lift up our prayers today for our own lives, the, the joys and the concerns we bring into this place. We ask that throughout these weeks of Advent and Christmas, we could continue to be vessels of this joy. For indeed, Lord, you have done it. You have turned things upside down, but in so doing, it is our prayer that we would get right side up with you. Lord, as we go into these weeks, as we testify to your grace, it is our prayer that you would continue to raise us up as you did, Mary, and to be vessels of this joy of which we speak. For this prayer we offer to you this day in the name of Jesus, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, we now continue our worship as we invite our ushers to come forward to receive our morning offering.
Lord God, this day we give you thanks that indeed we can rejoice. We thank you for all that you have given us and the privilege of returning these gifts to you. We humbly ask you, O Lord, that you would multiply them to serve your kingdom so that your joy may abound, your grace may fill us all, that we may continue to offer your praise and your thanksgiving. For this prayer and others we offer to you in the strong name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us please be seated. We are joyful and pleased and excited to have three new members joining our church this morning. I invite them to uh, come forward now. If y'all want to turn and face the congregation. <laughs> Starting here on my right, we have uh, Benton Kiner. Uh, he is our regional bond manager with the Hartford Company, uh, and right next to him is Jill Tinsley. Uh, she is a school librarian with Henrico Public Schools. They are uh, both joining our church uh, today from transfer from other denominations. Uh, and last, we have, last but not least, we have uh, Debbie Shea. Uh, she is from Arkansas, and she is transferring from a United Methodist Church here in Arkansas. If y'all want to turn back around and face us. We are so excited and honored that you are here with us. And as you come to join this congregation, we have questions which we ask of you. And by answering these, not only do you indicate your faith in Christ, but your desire to serve him through this particular congregation. And so now, so now on behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness? Reject the evil powers of this world and repent of your sin. If so, respond by saying, I do. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? Again, I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with a church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? And as members of Christ's universal church, will you be loyal to the United Methodist Church and do all in your power to strengthen its ministries? I will. And finally, as members of this congregation, will you faithfully participate in its ministries by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? I will. And now I invite all of you to join me for our commendation and welcome, which you'll find printed in the bulletin. Members of the household of God, I commend these persons to your loving care. Do all in your power to increase their faith, confirm their hope, and perfect them in love. We, we give, give thanks for all that God, God has already given you, and we, we welcome, welcome you in Christian love, as members together with you in the body of Christ. And in this congregation of the United Methodist Church, we renew our covenant faithfully to participate in the ministries of the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness, that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Lord God, we are so honored and thrilled to welcome these folks into this congregation. We're humbled and seek your will and guidance in all things as we strive to be stewards of this great congregation. 
It is our prayer, O Lord, that we might encourage them as they encourage us, and that together we might grow into this faith of which we proclaim this day, raising us up as Mary to be a steward of this joy of which we speak. Surround us this day, surround these new folks as they come into our church, that we may faithfully serve you in all days and times. For this prayer we offer in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. Pete and I will welcome these new members on your behalf right now, but after the service, they will be in our welcome center, and we invite you to come by and extend your welcome to them as well. I invite you now to stand as we sing our final hymn, number 246, Joy to the World. With joy, Mary has sung this morning to magnify the Lord, and we invite you to come back at 4 o'clock for our Christmas concert here in the sanctuary that we can continue to magnify the Lord and be filled with joy during this Christmas season. And now, as you go forth, go trusting that the God who is for us is always with us. Go now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.